0: I heard you on my wireless back in '52. Lying awake, intent, and tuning in on you. If I was young, it didn't stop you coming through. Oh, oh. They took the credit for your second symphony.
1: Hello and welcome. This is Modern Beers and 90s Nostalgia. This is Special Episode 77. It's very exciting. Uh, I am your host, Justin Lamb. This is, like I said, Episode 77. It is a special episode because this is uh, part one of a two-part Comic-Con series. I was about to say episode, but that'll be Episode 78, so it won't, it'll be two episodes. See what I did there? Um... Just to break down what we're going to be doing here, episode 77, which you're listening to right now, uh, we're going to hear some Q&A with Nev Campbell from Comic-Con, and we're going to hear some Q&A with Brian Baumgartner and Leslie uh, Baker, who play Kevin and Stanley in The Office. I know that's outside the 90s, but screw you guys, it's my podcast. Um, (laughs) Also that weekend, uh, I got to meet Henry Winkler. Uh, the Fonz, who was also in Scream and a large number of other things in his adult life. Um, he's just kind of built a career outside of the, the Fonz stereotype he, he grew out of um, from the 60s and 70s. And pretty cool guy, actually. Um, saw Felicia Day there, who, if you are a nerd, you should know who she is. Um, actress in Supernatural, The Guild, and then like an icon in role-playing games and tabletop games. Um, So many things. There was a Walking Dead panel, or Jesus, uh, Tom Payne, and Alana Masterson were on that. That was super fun. I highly recommend you guys look up. There's cons all over the country. Um, Motor City Comic Con, this was their 30th year, and I had friends reach out and be like, I didn't even know that this was a thing. And I was like, well, it's been a thing for 30 years. So... This was my first one I went to, so obviously, uh, you know, you can, you can go to these things and, and see these things, and it's not expensive. Uh, I will tell you this, and this is, this is a segue into the uh, beer part of the show. There is no beer part of the show for uh, this episode. I do have a beer for the second part of this uh, episode 78 that I'll be going over. But for episode 77, there's not a beer because they don't serve alcohol at Comic-Con, which was pretty disappointing. Um, I mean, I think I could have handled all the cosplay a little more if I had a couple drinks in me. But the the booths were sweet. I got my um, favorite six series comic book series of um, Venom Lethal Protector that I've been looking for for a while. And if you try to get it on like eBay, it's Way too expensive. I was able to get that whole series there. They had, you know, action figures and stuff, galore. Like it was it was awesome. I uh, highly recommend going. Obviously, if you're in California and you can go to San Diego Comic Con. Well, screw you. I want to do that too, because that's uh that's the king of all Comic Cons. But there's a, there's a lot of cons and stuff going on. I know we talked about the Nev Campbell, not Nev Campbell. <laughs> there's a Nev Campbell con. It's just just Nev Campbell. Uh the the uh Horror Movie Con. I went to 20th anniversary of Scream. Um, and Nev Campbell and Skeet Ulrich and Lillard were there. But you can listen to that episode. I think it's like episode four or five. God, that was 72 episodes ago. Holy shit! Anyway, um, you can listen to that if you want to know more about that experience. But this was super fun. Uh, and if you guys know me at all, you know that I've had a crush on Nev Campbell for you know my whole life. So. Obviously, I wanted to go to that panel. I got to ask a couple questions myself. So let's just pretend she's on the podcast and I'm interviewing her. Why not? And and, and that was a lot of fun. And The Office was just fun to know because I don't know anyone that doesn't watch The Office. So I think just hearing some fun stories from Brian Baumgartner, who does not sound like Kevin. And was incredibly <laughs> disappointing because you just expect him to sound, I don't know, kind of stupid. And he, he doesn't. And it's funny. Uh, but he's... He's a talker, so he's got some some good stories. Leslie Baker, I think, is in there uh, because he gets paid a lot of money to just (laughs) sit on these panels. But without further ado, uh, I'll release you to that. And then episode 78 is going to be my Sunday of Comic-Con, which ended up being a day where I hung out with Pauly Shore all day, drove him to Ohio, and then proceeded to hang out with the Foo Fighters and watch the Foo Fighters backstage it was insane it's a crazy story and it happened at sonic temple uh festival and they have a beer that we'll go over in episode 78 as well but without further ado this is episode 77 and we're gonna take a little musical break and then we'll get uh right into the nev campbell panel take a little break after that and do the office panel i'm gonna select certain questions so you guys don't have to sit through a bunch of crap all right
2: How are you? Two? Great. Fantastic. So happy to be here. Uh, we are so excited to have you here. Is this your first time at Motor City or in Michigan?
3: Not in Michigan. We, we actually Ohio. shot 3-4 in Ann Arbor.
2: Did you guys know that? Yes.
3: yes. Oh, yeah. This is my first time
2: back. Awesome. Nice awesome. Back. Awesome. So uh, clearly we are all huge fans of your work and you have an awesome career starting off when you were just a teenager uh, with a party of five. What was it like to... Be on primetime T V ninety
0: four.
3: Uh crazy <laughs> <laughs> No, to me, I mean listen, if, I think for anyone at, at that age to get a series and a lead-on series and a good series for great writing, you know, I was felt very, very blessed and um, and the actors were super talented, so it was a great thing to be a part of. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean obviously we loved you on T V, but the transition into film though is kind of where I think all of our fandoms lie. Is that, is that with, with the room here? You've got like a Scream 1, 2, 3, 4 shirt. I saw that earlier and I was like, I need that shirt. So I totally respect Um So 96 was a huge year for you in yes. that regard. I mean, The Craft, Scream 1, what was it like to film both of those during that time period? It
3: was pretty nuts. I mean, the scene and I were both in those. Right? So, you know, it really had no idea of the success that both of the films were going to have. I mean, for me, the craft was really my other than a <laughs> <laughs> was really the first. Um, oh, terrible! Maple syrup. Those were our names. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I, for me to to get both those rules, you know, the craft was really my first. Movie role, and right. then Scream, my first lead in the film. Um, it was really unprecedented for, to have them both have the success that they did and for me to luck into such great scripts and writers and, writer and directors and everything. So, no, it's very great. Fun. Absolutely amazing
1: stuff. Let's I mean, do some homework sure. together. <laughs> yes, how are you doing today? Stand <laughs> up. Wow. Yeah, I know. I, I wow. felt That's like awesome. I was buying everybody. <laughs> it was like a Mario Brothers to and uh, you managed to not fall into typecasting which is fantastic for all of us um and then you did just such a varying amount of roles from panic and uh three of tango is there a role that you did that you really loved that you don't feel like got the reception you were hoping it would get because i mean i, I like. it <laughs> you know i'm just grateful that people see see the
3: projects and you can't really when you make something you can't have to really go you can't really it, um, i don't know I don't, energy into whether it's successful or not because um, there's so many things that, that have to come together for something to get an audience. You know, it might be a really good sports thing on that weekend so people don't go to the theaters and it just doesn't, doesn't get talked about and then that's it. You know, and unfortunately that's that's how our our business works in a lot of ways. Um, I made what we called the company um, that Robert Altman directed and you know it was my baby, it was my idea. Uh, it was about the world of dance I really wanted to and what amazing athletes they are and artists they are. And I'm really glad to see that dance is really to the forefront now. It makes me really happy. Because um, I think they deserve a lot of props. That film, obviously, mean, listen, I knew when I was selling it that it wasn't an easy sell. You know, it's a movie about a dance company, not about just one person, you know, one blanket, and getting there. Um, I didn't want myself to be the star of the film. I wanted a company to be the Joffrey Valley to be the star of the film. Um, so for me, I, that was an incredible experience to get to go back to dancing. I hadn't danced professionally in 10 years. And you know, to get to dance with Joffrey Ballet and dance with the choreographers who I've dreamt of working with since my childhood, I mean, it was a truly a dream come true. And it was a pretty magical experience for everybody. The work of Robert Altman was just, I mean, was such a coup. And that man is by far one of the greats, you know. so. That was amazing, and, and um, you know, it didn't obviously it didn't get the reception uh, that you hoped for when you make a film, but it's still um, you know it's nice for me as dancers come up to me and they say thank you for making that film.
1: They got to the people. You they want. felt like their story was
3: told, yeah. cool, and that
4: means a great deal. Awesome, thank you Thank you. Thanks for coming, but uh, you were really good in uh, Skyscraper. <laughs> very strong. Very. Strong.
1: The fire scenes and the jumping—we can no longer tell what's real and what's CGI. How many of that? How much of that stuff was,
4: you know, terrifying or real?
3: Uh, Dwayne Johnson didn't jump all the way. About Coordinators who are doing everything they can to keep you safe, and so there, there's lots of tricks, but there's certainly a lot that we had to do as well. And um, it's fun, just, I love making films like that, I like doing action sequences. I think because I was a dancer, it's fun for me to do choreography um, and you know, to work with all these fun guys and go in and rehearse these sequences was a lot of fun. I got to throw people over my shoulder, and like, well, who <laughs> gets to do that?
1: <laughs>
3: um, I unfortunately mm-hmm. herniated my disc, ruptured a disc, and <gasps> had spine surgery after that moment. But, um, you know, that was a long time coming. It was, I already had some issues, but but I still had a great time
2: making it. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> you took on a role that there are a number of ladies, I'm sure, that
0: would love to take on. white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah right, right, right.
2: Guys, ever like have a discussion about that? Like, okay, look, I know this is not your norm. Usually, big buff guy blow things up, but I'm in charge because I'm
3: so, <laughs> the one. Um, you know, I, listen, he he was a producer on it, so he before I became a part of, of the film, that was what he was a part of making a decision on. You know, which is I think admirable is that he allowed to have he allowed a female character to be on par with his and have the kind of strength that that she had in the movie, and I think that's uh, admirable. I'm glad you recognized you as that so much <laughs> it was great it was great fun I actually um you know he was busy shooting a rampage um in atlanta so i had to fly to atlanta to do the screen test and there were other actresses in the hotel as well and we all had to just sort of wait when, for him to have a window between scenes, to, so I actually waited a day and a half, I didn't know when I was going to get pulled in, which was very um, nerve-wracking, but I think because the day and a half went by, I was so over it at the end, but uh, <laughs> by the time I got in there the nerves were gone, and uh, he was wearing this big harness at the time, and so he just grabbed his harness and started shaking him, I <laughs> think that might have gotten me the role. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's great, he's got a great
0: sense
3: of humor. Awesome. So. Awesome. Oh, okay. Hello. Hello.
2: When you originally signed on for Scream, was it just one picture or did you guys know it was going to be a trilogy?
3: I think they certainly had the intention to hope, hope to do more. Um, I think when you make these kinds of films, you the plan usually is if if it's successful, you will make more because this is the kind of audience that will go see, see a second one and a third one. Um, but we didn't know whether it would actually happen. We didn't know whether it would be successful enough that there would be, I mean, I remember when we were shooting, us looking at each other, we were like, it was after shooting at night and we were having a drink, and like, do you think so? Or do you think this is successful? Like, there might be Halloween costumes. <laughs> 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 we really had no idea. Nah. I mean, we know it's a good script, but you just never know. Cool, thank you. <laughs>
2: Hello. Hi, um, I actually uh, wanted to talk
5: about Panic, uh, oh, which I think is such a, wonderful, wonderful, underrated film, um, and such a stacked cast of, of wonderful performers, obviously yourself included. Any um, stories or uh, production or working with uh, Macy and, and John Carter and Sutherland and like that?
3: Uh, well, I will say, uh, Henry Vermount the writer and director of that, who you know, sadly passed away, was one of my very, very dear friends and insanely talented. Um, Got to do Last Call with him as well with Jeremy Irons and Daisy Spacek, and he actually got the Emmy posthumously for Homeland. He did that fantastic episode called Q&A. Um, just such like an incredibly talented man, and it was it's a real treat to work with someone um, a writer and director who. You understand why the writing is good when they sit down with you and they just continue to ask you questions about yourself and your life and your past and what what you care about and you know it takes a curious mind I think to make a good film Um, and that shows in his work. Bill Macy was fantastic. Um, You know he's such a a, a great talent. Um, And Donald Sutherland and John Ritter was an absolute sweetheart. was very sad when he passed, but. It was such a joy to work with him because he had, had not had a chance to do that kind of project, like a real serious drama. Um, and I think he was really happy to be a part of it. So it was a very special project. Wonderful. Thanks so
0: much. I was twelve when I first saw Scream, and I'm like thirty-five now. Um, and I was, no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, like, I was really excited when they announced Scream Four. Uh-huh. What was it like going back ten odd years later? It was exciting. You know, I I was never sure whether we would have another one. And I know I knew that audiences really wanted to see it again. You I know, mean, people are always asking. Um, you wanna make sure you're gonna do it well. Yeah, That's always nerve-wracking, but I think the idea of introducing a whole new young cast was a really good idea um, and made it more exciting and gave it a whole new thing. Um, so it was, it was fun to be back. I actually really enjoyed being in Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor was really beautiful. Um, so yeah, we had great experience. Cool, thanks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I love I'm getting applause for every... <laughs> and the craft but actually my introduction to you was a lifetime movie
6: called An Amish Murder which I love and I, I watch it all the time. It's like something I like to have on. Um, but in that movie you get to uh, play next to see Thomas Howell and I just wanted to know what it was like working on that movie and working with
3: him because so, so I think he's awesome too. So uh, No, he, he was great, you know, very talented and, and Yeah, we had a good time on that. It was an interesting one for me. My brother, Christian Campbell, actually played my brother in it. Um, Did you know that's my brother? No, that's my brother. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, for us, that was a blast um, because we'd always wanted to work. We'd worked together once before on Reef or Madness, but we hadn't worked together in a while, so it was a real treat. All right, thank you. And that was like the darkest movie title of all time. Know. Yeah. It's yeah, it's
6: hurt. Hurt. yeah. It's not a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> hey. uh, so I was nine years old when
1: Party of Five came out, um, and I've watched it at various stages of my life. And I actually lost a parent like halfway through the, se- the series run. And it's something I've been thinking about as an adult, watching it through the eyes of all the characters
2: is who do you think probably could have benefited the most from a parent? I always thought it was your character because uh, just because you had a lot of big decisions that you made throughout the series of the
3: show. And she made a lot of mistakes. Yeah I think you know Julia, Julia certainly had a few years where she Went off the rails and got very lost, and could have used some guidance. We obviously all could. And it's important to have parents. I'm sorry you lost one. Um, you know, it it it's great when you get a chance to touch people in a way or help people in a way. You know, you're not the first person who said to me that they had a similar experience and the party at five helped them in some way, or did it was just nice for them to sit down and watch other people having an experience similar to theirs. So that's always nice as an artist to realize that somehow you help. You don't always expect that. That's nice. Um, they're making a new one, and I think it's really timely. Um, it's, it's. I think it's important. They're making it about um, a family of immigrants. So, so a Mexican family of kids whose parents are sent across the border. Oh, wow. The parents are not dead. They're still there, but they can't raise the kids. And I think it's a, it's a good twist on um, what our experience was. So I'm very curious to see um, that. I think yeah. it's yeah. Like, of awesome. them. super topical. Are you going to be involved in that at all? <laughs> I don't think it would make sense. I mean, it would be fantastic. You know, if I saw a script and I thought it was something worth supporting, right. then certainly I might be a part of it. Okay. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. Even as a cameo, that would be... Yeah, fun. no, exactly. I know we would all like <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it.
2: Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you.
3: <laughs> Do you attribute that, uh, the the careers the show and to the content what do you attribute that to that that so many of you were able to go on i mean you all are so brilliantly talented i mean that's a given Mm -hmm. but it just you don't always see that where like the entire cast seems to go on and and do things i think they did a really good job of casting talent in the show you know at the beginning They, they they took a long time to cast it well Um, and to make sure that there was some strength behind the actors, I think. Um, And I think when you get the opportunity to work with good writing, it makes you better. You grow as an actor as well. When you get the opportunity to really sort of delve into uh, humanity, and the truth behind what makes us do what we do. there's just so much to to learn as an artist. Um, So when you get the opportunity to do that for six years straight, it it adds to your talent, I think. So, you know, I think we all grew on that show and I think that might be part of the reason why we all carried on. I think also interestingly, there weren't as many shows to watch. You know, like now we're inundated with so much. It's almost hard to find, it's hard to pick. I know when I go on Netflix, I'm like, I don't even know where to end sometimes. Um, and so you don't actually get that height of celebrity anymore um, when you're an actor. Yeah. Um, because there's just, uh, there's, it's, it's spread, it feels like it's spread thin now. Yeah. You know. Whereas at that time, um, there were only so many shows to watch. And luckily we were on a good one. So I think that in part has some, something to do with uh, why we're, we, had, we had big enough names to um, be able to garner other jobs. Well you were hugely impactful and you mm-hmm. had the most amazing show and I thank you.
0: Thank you.
3: <laughs> so I have a
5: question about when you Film Scream for and Art.
3: Okay. Uh-huh. There is a, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? Huh? There is a
5: rumor in the Drag community in Michigan that a group of you went to Drag Queen Bingo after one of the nights of filming, and I want to know how true that was.
3: I think that did happen. I don't. Think, I don't think that was there, um, but I'm pretty sure that did happen. I think David Arquette might have been involved in that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> it's like possible yeah. deniability that happened, I wasn't there yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I also am extraordinarily nervous so,
3: hello. Um, I know you mentioned earlier that you hadn't really conceived how big Scream and the Craft would have become and now it's like this huge cult classic yeah. I know for one that Four of my best friends, we watch The Craft every year together, even though some of us are in San Francisco, we Skype. It's a huge huge movie, we do all that kind of fun stuff. (laughs) So my question is, knowing what a cult classic it has become, all the work that you've done, has that sort of lent to your career, or has it actually been slightly detrimental to sort of live up to that classic expectation of you now? Um, i think it's a bit of both I, I certainly think that the success of those movies absolutely helped me in a lot of ways to get the work um mm-hmm. at the time when you know maybe after a screen or two there was a period where i felt like i was only getting offered horror films um and when you've made such a great horror film mm-hmm. you know you want to be careful about the other you don't necessarily want to do that genre again because right. you know you're not going to do better than West Craven, you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 and Kevin Williamson. So you know um, it didn't make sense to me to do that, and uh, I also didn't want to get typecast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I sort of was because it seemed like that's all I was getting offered. So it did, I felt like there was a period of time where I felt a little bit hindered, and actually you know I went to England and spent some time there, and took eight years, and you know did some theater and. Did some film and there and stepped out a bit. Um, and I think actually that was a good thing to do. When I came back, I got I'm very lucky to get House of Cards um, and get the right jobs at the right time. You know, I did like a stint on Mad Men for a minute. And then, so I was really lucky to sort of get some quality pieces in my reentry. entry. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a, a bit of both. Okay. Well, thank, thank you so much. much. Yeah. Thank you.
2: <laughs>
1: In thinking over your career to date, was there anyone specific that you would really think as a mentor that helped you get through? Uh,
3: yeah. Um. I still have a picture of Robert Altman next to my bed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up and I look at him. I can just see Um. You know, he. What I loved about working with Bob is there was no ego. Um, it was not about. It was about the big picture. It was about the. The, the greater mind, which is the greater, the collective of artists he was working with, the, the craft service person, the DP, the, you know, grip, the actors, everybody was invited at the end of the day um, to watch dailies, to have a glass of wine, with Bob it was a little bit of this. <laughs> But to be a part of the creative process and make sure that everyone was excited and enthusiastic about the project they were making, um, and he listened to everybody's opinion. And I think there's something really profound about that. And it's he's right. I mean, eighty minds is better than one. You know, um, and it shows in his work. And that was really inspirational to me. Um, and I like to hold on to that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
2: I was uh, clearly a huge fan, but when Scream 2 came around, it was with the advent of caller, and I felt like <laughs> that piece of technology had murdered the
0: scene. It's very difficult
2: to get that you know anonymous call and who is this? It's like, George, but Scream Two comes out yeah. and Hmm. Was there a talk about this? Was it like, oh my goodness, what are we going to
4: do? We wow. had to franchise.
3: They had to have big conversations about, you I know, mean, we had to keep up with the, technology, the change in technology and, you know, that how to yeah, use that as a positive and not a negative. Um, so there's certainly were conversations about that. It certainly made things complex. Right. Yeah. Because,
2: I mean, I mean obviously that possibly feeds into, are you at all over the phrase hello
3: city?
2: <laughs> how many
3: yes. people hate you with that? I actually don't business? get it a lot. No, I mean I get it sometimes. Okay, I mean
2: time. I had the grocery store just yeah,
5: walking no.
3: by. No, <laughs> 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 I gotta, I just have to. am right, so sorry, but like,
2: hi. I mean you
3: know, that's okay. Yeah, right, that no, okay. i Okay. Now, Listen, it's fun for me when I'm like Halloween. It's fun right. to see
2: their costumes. That's right. Yeah, and it's always fun to see their
0: expressions when they see me. Some kid no space comes to you, you're like, I killed you. Ask your parents. that's
1: fantastic. Yes, I got in line again. Sorry. Uh-huh. Okay. No, I had, a, I had the advantage of being in Chicago for the 20-year anniversary. When you and Skeet and Matt were all there oh, yeah, yeah. watched it outside and that was fantastic oh, and like yeah, yeah. cathartic because we lost Wes earlier that year. Um, this question was asked then. I feel a responsibility to ask it again. <laughs> do you see any future without Wes for the screen franchise? Uh, it would be very
3: challenging. I think not He so good. He so challenging. Yeah. It would, I would be so different. It would be hard. And the scenes are doing so well right now, so. <laughs> a little bit tricky anyway. Um, but even if that weren't the case, it, I don't know, it would be hard. They'd have to come up with someone, really, a, a really great idea, and someone who has such a respect and love for his work. You know, I don't know. I don't I'll know. give you my card. Oh, this was a pitch.
2: I was just wondering, was there ever a movie script that you got that
0: you turned down and you would regret later turning it down?
3: Uh, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. There, there've been, you know, there's there've been a project here or there that I wasn't available to do because of you know, when you're on a series, that was a little bit challenging. But, but no, I, I don't regret my choices.
2: Superhero franchises are all the rage right now, yes. would you ever consider not Kate Cowell?
3: It's That would be so much fun. I'm not sure I could get cast in that, though. I would love it, but We're I'm not gonna sure. We're all going to start tweeting in just a moment. <laughs> <laughs> what would be
2: your preeminent role if you are an active superhero? Are you into the genre enough to say, like, I want this role? Or mm-hmm. No, I wish
3: I could say that I, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm i fully read up on um, all my <laughs> Me in somewhere. Yeah, yeah.
2: You tell me. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna be honest, just kind of projecting, not that I've thought about this. Uh, you could absolutely be an Amazon.
3: Um, <laughs> I'm, not I'm not necessarily saying that, you know,
2: Gal isn't doing a good job, but if you were one of the Amazons, you know.
3: That'd
0: be fun. Kaya, yeah. Just throwing it out there. Okay, you. Right? <laughs>
2: lot of us buying for that Although, maybe a, a turn as the villain might be mm. something mm. a little different. Oh, than. I would love that. Okay. Yeah. Because See, I, I did read somewhere that you, you tend to have like a dry, the most offensive sense of humor. So, <laughs> <laughs> you as a villain, no one would to that <laughs> That would be fun. Yes. I would love that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll, we'll
3: see. Start tweeting Never that know. Never.
2: <laughs> we only have time for a couple more questions, maybe two or three. Do we have any more from the crowd? Oh, you don't I could to probably go hear you. Yeah.
5: Just so we all just talk. So, uh, the only actor that is that you ever not click with someone and, like, how do you deal with it? You can't spill that time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, there was that time. <laughs> <laughs> how did you get past
0: that and get through that, the scene? <clears throat> uh, or, is it, is I
5: is think
3: it? I've been lucky. I've worked, I've been really lucky. I mean, listen, there's some crazies in our business. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty good at dealing with crazies, so <laughs> I know how to dodge and weave. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think I've been really lucky. I tend to really love to get to know people. I love to, you know, throw, just throw ideas around and, and dig in the dirt and get creative. Um, and I think you expect as an artist that because we're sort of we're very uh, insecure, kind of vulnerable, somewhat crazy people, which we can be. Um, that I expect a little bit of chaos, um, and it's kind—it's of, a chaotic process. You know, you're finding—you're finding pulling things out of the air, and you're finding stuff, and you're, yeah, it's—it's it's a fascinating process. Um, so, I don't know—I've been lucky. I just love it. I haven't had any bad experiences. Mm-hmm. One more question? Sure. What's <laughs> yeah. I This is the, the truth. Is that I've never seen it. Yeah, that's terrible, isn't it? You know, but I have, I have like small children at home, so it's not really something I would just turn on. And mom, I like, really, I actually, I should watch it, shouldn't I?
0: No,
3: Carol. No, 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 no. Oh dear. <laughs> <Thanks> for that.
2: I think you dodged the bullet. Thank you ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Thanks so much guys.
1: that was the nev campbell panel the panel of the campbell the campbell panel that's not a thing kind of um and right now here is some of the highlights from the office panel this is one of the only times we have branched away from the 90s but when in rome Uh, i hope you guys like this what a what a great group of people and i can't imagine the joy that would be working on that show But. Here's some Q and A with Brian Baumgartner and Leslie Baker, who are Kevin and Stanley.
3: Everybody having a good time?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Well,
3: I'd like to um, take you out of there, and uh, we're going to go kind of back to work. It's a Monday. We're going to the office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you. Uh, it's absolutely my pleasure, um, Leslie Baker <laughs> <laughs>
2: You <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody show up? Is there anybody out there?
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, there are a few people out
4: there. But they're all ugly. That's am Sorry. He's joking. How are
0: you today? Good.
4: Great. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. How are you guys?
6: <laughs> I'm, I'm from Chicago, so I I, I feel it. I felt it so much I moved to L.A.
3: So we are going to be taking some questions because I figure that's what everybody wants to do. They have questions. There's a microphone right here. You can line up. I have a number of
4: questions as well. So For we can answer this first. Go ahead. Oh, my question yeah. first. What's your question? I don't know. <laughs> How many people here are from Michigan? <laughs> How many people here are not from Michigan?
6: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the same people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, questions? Anyone? Questions? No questions? Run for questions.
4: <laughs> oh lord. got oh, the, the, the office she. Well, she's like, I can't what is that? Wait. She, she is too nervous, she said. Wait, Wait, why
3: is she the office super fan? She, she's my daughter. Oh!
4: <laughs> nice. and boys, did did I see. Other push. people in here
3: might have a bone to pick with you. So, her boyfriend, they watch the whole series, and then he says, so what are you going to watch next? And she just pushes the button. Episode 1, Season 1. <laughs>
5: Please
2: tell
6: us who you are so we you know who we're talking to. Um, the character I'm cosplaying is Kara and my name is Emma. Hi Emma. This question is for both of you. What was your favorite episode ever of the show to film and why? Uh, that would be when they rolled me in bubble wrap uh, <laughs> <laughs> and rolled me across the parking lot and slid <laughs> me down by the stairs. <laughs> that was the quintessential what what was left that they could do to me.
4: (laughs) Um, You know, we were so lucky that we got to spend so much time together and most of the time we were kind of on our own studio and our own space. It wasn't, like in terms of favorite episodes to film, I don't know that that I have an answer, but I'll give you two that I think both Leslie and I would agree would be our least favorite episodes to film. (laughs) One would be, um, the fire episode. (laughs) And the the reason why was because, and we battled this throughout the show a lot, actually like Christmas episodes when they made fake snow in California. Um, It was about 115 degrees in the valley, and we were all, because there was a fire drill, we all ran outside and we were supposed to be in Scranton, we all had our suits on the whole time, and so we were in suits like all week uh, out in the parking lot for 115 degrees. Um, I think for me, in terms of uh, favorite episodes, at the moment, it wasn't my favorite, but I think now I would have to say, uh, When Kevin Spilled the Chili. (laughs) It's the best.
3: <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, hello, I'm Brady. My question is, if you could switch
5: roles with any of the other office characters, who would it be?
6: I never had the desire to be anyone else.
4: <laughs> Tell them the story. Uh, well, yeah, I, no, so, yeah, I've told the story a few times, but when I went into audition, um, the casting people brought me in to play the role of Stanley. Not a joke. So I, um, I I didn't know Leslie at the time, but I knew that someone else would be a better Stanley than me, but I'd seen the British version of The Office and there was a character on the British version of The Office named Keith that they decided to rename Kevin. And I said, well, if there's any character that I'm gonna play, it would be Kevin. So I went in to the audition for Stanley and read it as though I was Kevin. <laughs> uh, and I left the room, and someone ran after me and said, "Hey, we have this other role we want you to read for." And it was Kevin, and things worked out from there. Thank you. Yeah. Um,
3: so I've seen like theories on this, and I just
5: always wondered: Is Toby the spring
4: stranger <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm now finally going to share this with you, okay? Now if some of you get aggravated with me about this, then I'm sorry. You're going to be, you're going to be aggravated with me. We've, done, we've started doing these, Leslie and I, we've been to colleges and done many things like this, and we've been with other people. Everyone always asks about this Grant and Strangler. Okay, now here's my answer. None of us care. <laughs> And the first time, I think it was, when we were in Iowa, someone asked and we looked at each other like, I don't know, like, I don't think it's even a thing. But it's become this big thing online. There is no answer. I think it's, they want you to think it's Creed. Maybe it's Toby. But the other crazy online thing, I don't know if you've heard this, Leslie, but some people today have brought this up to me, that there's some other weird online office, like, uh, conspiracy theory thing that Kevin is actually a genius. Have you guys heard this? That Kevin is a genius and is trying to fool everyone by pretending to be an idiot. I also don't think that's true. Yeah. Hi. My name is Ashley. Hi
0: Ashley. Hi. Um, So
5: did you guys think
6: when Michael Scott left the office, the energy changed on um, side or with you guys as a group? Uh, absolutely, the, you know when you pull out an integral character like Michael Scott, the dynamic uh, it has a shift. Uh, did our characters overall change? No, Stanley was still cranky. as all you know. Change, uh, you know Kevin was still Kevin. Angela was still Kevin. <laughs> um, but in terms of the loss itself, we did feel that. That was tangible. tangible, um, but we went forward and...
2: Very successfully as well. Thank you
6: very
4: much. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think I have a similar answer. And the other thing you have to remember or, or know if you're too young to follow the show at the beginning is that, you know, we were almost canceled after doing six episodes. And then we came back a second season, and most people thought we got renewed for a second season. We actually were only renewed for six more episodes, and we took a break in the summer, like before that the second season started airing, and uh, and we left. We we were we were done. We thought, well, we got to do twelve episodes, and um, and. Then, a lot of things happened. A little movie called 40-Year-Old Virgin came out. Uh, iTunes start, started, basically, and The Office became number one on iTunes. And, and things just kind of went nuts from there. But we, uh, we, we feel very lucky, especially early on, that we were able to do that. But what, to answer your question, we were all, we all, you know, nobody was known very well. Steve had done this little show called The Daily Show, but that was before The Daily Show was cool. Um, and you know uh, rain had done a little something on six feet under and other than that you know you know people have done small things, but we all sort of hit success together and so when he went to leave, we, it was like losing a member of our family and the day that the, the rain came from the ceilings when he proposed to her it sort of started there and it was a, mo- a difficult month when he left that, that he was leaving but um, but yeah, we, we personally Yeah. Able, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hi guys, my is John. Um,
2: I was just wondering who is offset who would be your guys' favorite coworker or character to work with? And you can't say each other.
4: <laughs> mm. Favorite? Like so, you like uh, like who would we want to work with again? Or
6: like, yeah, what character? Or are you talking about actors. Actors. Oh. oh, my gosh, that's a list, a long list. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've got a chance to work with people like Amy Adams, elbow, Kathy Bates. It's so hard to choose. You know, how how do you choose from all of those actors? Um, Clark Lichman, We had two kisses, people. Um, you know, I, you know, it's really difficult to choose. So. You give me the funniest, the funniest, uh, the, fu- the funniest person that
4: worked on the Office, offset, and we can't say ourselves. <laughs> oh, oh, we can't say the person we're with. Oh, sorry.
6: <laughs> sorry. <Right here>. Um, <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's so hard. The most entertaining would be Amy Adams because she did musical stuff. She's got this repertoire of songs in her head that is just phenomenal. Always come up with games for us, music games for us to play on set. So that would be probably one of my more favorite people to, you know, hang out with. Hey,
3: thank you. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> my, um, my
0: name is Grace, and I have a question for Leslie. Um, my mom's favorite episode is Beach Day, and I want to ask you, how did it feel to wear the big bat suit and run up the too? to jail?
6: You know, everybody here has been to the doctor and had their blood pressure taken,
0: right?
6: Remember when they put pumped that cuff up a little too tight? That's how my body felt. Yeah, so it's not a comfortable thing. It was not as comfortable as the bubble wrap. The bubble wrap is far more comfortable than the symbols.
4: Trying to give you chili or chili recipes. All the time. <laughs> Actually, this, this this has only happened once. I on the on the on the scale of cleverness, I thought this was very funny. I was traveling a couple of weeks ago, and I was having dinner at I was sitting at at a bar, and I had just finished eating, and the bartender came over and set down some food, and I looked up very earnestly and seriously, and I said, oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't order that. And she said, the girl at the end of the bar just sent this to you. And I looked down, and it was a bowl of chili. And I thought, okay, that's pretty, that's pretty good. let Freddie Mercury go, and then you come back. Come on, come
6: back, come on, don't go, don't go. It'll come back to you. Bears? That's called a a senior moment. (laughs) You're gonna have a lot of those by the time you're (laughs) back. So Leslie, what, can (laughs) you describe your (laughs) favorite pretzel? My favorite pretzel, it's gotta have chocolate, it's gotta have nuts, it's gotta have coconut. (laughs) And (laughs) liquor. (laughs)
4: you. <laughs> Yeah, I get asked to play a lot of dumb guys. Um, yeah, I'll be honest. Um, but no, so, sometimes, sure. I, I, the story I tell, which is true, sometimes, and I don't know if any of you have had this thought since we've been sitting here talking to each other, but I'll be in a meeting, and I'll be talking, and I'll see people's eyes glaze over, <laughs> and about 30, 45 seconds into me talking, I'll stop and say, Alright, I'm gonna start over. Because I know all you've been thinking is, I can't believe he talks that fast. <laughs> <laughs> and so I start back over and, and we get over it. But yeah, that happens.
5: Thank you. Hi, my name is Brandon. I'm Mary Dipper. Um, I also <laughs> want to get this was a Christmas present. My question is, I'm an elementary
6: school teacher. I'm from Grand Rapids. And if you guys work in acting, what would you be doing? Oh, um, uh, gosh. This one I can't. Imagine I've done so much other stuff that I wouldn't want to be doing anything else but acting. But I've worked in three psychiatric hospitals, I've worked for the Board of Ed, I've worked for the Health Department, for the Office of Aid Prevention, as an administrator, I've worked for the Office of Cable Communications uh, for the City of Chicago. I'm, I don't want to go into the corporate world ever again in this life or the next. <laughs> I've seen what's out there. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep acting. <laughs>
4: I think based on my specific skill set, be, uh, being a professional basketball player is probably <laughs> right what I did now. You. Okay. Um, when you were kids, have you always wanted to an actor? Yes. <laughs> I did. Uh, I mean, at least by high school. And I went to school. Uh, to college for it. I did theater for a long time. In fact, I don't know, no one can seem to come up with the name of the building, but in my other life, before this, I was doing theater, and I did a touring uh, production of uh, Tartuffe. uh, And I was in uh, Ann Arbor here for about two or three weeks at some big theater over in Ann Arbor. And when I was there, and the only reason I remember was Ann Arbor, I walked down the streets, And I bought a Michigan sweatshirt. Sorry Michigan State. I I bought a Michigan sweatshirt in a little gift shop. I still have it to this day. And because I'm a huge sports fan, it's sort of like the Yankees or the Red Sox or Duke or North Carolina basketball. I figure you have to choose sides. And I root for Michigan because yeah. all those years ago I bought a sketch. <laughs> <laughs> so I root for Michigan
6: over and uh, let's see. I started acting when I was in kindergarten. It had always been a hobby, but it wasn't something that I thought I would make a living at. I didn't know anybody in entertainment. I, I Had originally gone to college, bio pre med. Who wasn't? (laughs) um, Ended up. How did he essentially get accepted into med school? I was there for one semester and was in the anatomy lab dissecting a body. And I was thinking, I'm not enjoying this. (laughs) I just need a sign that I should be doing something more enjoyable than I want to do, and then all the power went out, Boom. and the lights went out, and I went, okay, message received, I'm clear. So I got on the plane and I flew back and said, we will not be an MD. So, and then proceeded to have some other jobs and all that, uh, went back, got a master's degree, and kept acting and doing things. Uh, the first acting gig I got professionally was for a company called Evans Furs in Chicago. Um it was August, it was ninety-eight degrees, I had on a wool coat with a fur collar and they were throwing plastic snow in my face <laughs> and it kept sticking to my forehead while we were filming and I got my SAG card and I was like a professional actor, a very sweaty one but professional it just kept going and here I am. So yeah. So if you want to get into this business, then there's room. Congratulations and welcome. He actually can play basketball, extremely well. Yes. As well as he plays basketball, I do not play basketball. <laughs> so yeah. So that's you know that's how that balances out. And he also directs in terms of getting behind the camera and doing all that. He's amazing. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Chance to do a project with him. Yeah. But well, his form is hes an athlete. Mm-hmm. No, don't, let, don't let that fatherly look on his face, <laughs> he'll get you out on the floor, and he will kick your ass. <laughs>
5: Hi, um, my name is Oliver Angel, and I have a question. Um, how many takes did the chili scene take, and more importantly, was the chili warm or cold?
4: Oh. You know what they call me? They call me Mr. One-Take. <laughs>
0: yep, that's
4: all I need, my friend. Uh, so, I'll tell this story. If you came by and met me earlier, you may have heard this story, but this is the true story. So, giant area, right? From the office, from Pam's desk, over to Jim and Dwight's desk, and to Michael's office. A huge area that chili would have ruined the carpet. Right? So they took three enormous, you know, so halfway down the space, huge piece of carpet, and they found the same carpet, whatever, that was there, put it down so nobody could see the lines, we had three gigantic pieces of carpet. And they came to me before and they said, we can do this only three times. There's no (laughs) way that we can do this any more than three times. We did it in one. And after doing it once, there was no way we could have done anything. <laughs> My hands were orange and brown stained, um, and uh, and yes, uh, the chili was not hot. I think they may have. I actually think they may have warmed it for me. So it wasn't cold, as I recall. But yes, um, yeah. That moment, I don't know how or why. I think we all thought it was heartbreaking and funny when we did it and when we read it. Um, it was just one of those things that caught lightning. I don't know why it's become this moment now, but I... Uh, I, I it's like every Monday, it's like, going into the Mondays, like... Choice, you know? um, there's another thing which is, like, it's... I don't know, every month, it's like, Seven years ago, Kevin spilled the chili. Every month that comes out. The first time I thought, oh, that's cool. Somebody calculated. And then the next month it was like,
3: no, it can't be that.
4: Another year already. Anyway, yeah.
3: The Lego set's are really
4: cute. Oh, the Lego set, yes. Yes, sir. Got it. Uh, his question, if you couldn't hear, was what scene made us laugh the most? Um, I mean, I have the one answer that a, a lot of people say. I think if you go back and you watch the scene, you can still see John Krasinski, who played Jim, like diving into the the, hall, uh, the hallway in front, and you see Mindy Kaling laughing just straight out. But it was when um, Kevin, uh, sat on Michael's lap. a <laughs> And I have a microphone right now, so you can hear what I heard as I sat down every single time, and I could not stop laughing. Because as I sat down, he would do the same thing every time. Oh, what would you like for Christmas, little boy? And as I sat on the word boy, he would say, Boy, <laughs> So right in my ear, and the mic could pick it up, so you can hear it on the show, but people on the rip, but I just kept hearing oh. <laughs> I, could, I just couldn't, I just could that for me, yeah. That would oh yeah, answer number two, sorry, 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 the other answer number two, which you see me laughing, because I never could not laugh, was the amazing, the talented, the incredible Amy Ryan, who played Holly on the show, and when Kevin is at the vending machine, and he he pulls out the change, she starts counting the change for him, which is funny enough, but every time with those big, doughy, dear eyes looking up to me and saying, this is a button. <laughs> I couldn't do it, I couldn't do it. So you see when she says, this is a button. The camera goes right into my face and I smile, fully admitted, that was me laughing, but I thought I could make this work. Because they cut, jump cut, very quickly, immediately, to I'm totally gonna bang Holly. <laughs> So I was like, well Kevin would smile at that idea in his head. So there you go, that's mine.
6: (laughs) Uh, I'm supposed to have, oh gosh. I think think anything in the conference room, Steve Carell would tie that bandana on this (laughs) And I'm supposed to be sitting there, you know, looking sullen and mad and all that, and I bit the back of my tongue so much until it was just kind of uh, <laughs> I would have to get a look on my face and sometimes deliver a line and not look at him. I'd just say, not because if you look him in the eye, you're gonna lose it. <laughs>
4: You had a way harder job than I did because I could get away with smiling a little bit or when you were like,
6: Brr. I could only smile on pretzel day <laughs> <laughs> and you know, things like that. Maybe at the Christmas party if i had too much to drink. But other than that, you know,
3: that character was supposed to be, and it was difficult, and very difficult at times. But how much fun was it yelling at Ryan? Oh, that was fun. <laughs>
6: He had written an episode uh, where, you know, um, you know, I'm supposed to the other line and in the script it just said, and Stanley rants. And I just remember Well Mindy What what do you want me to do? She says, Okay, well basically you think that he's lusting after your daughter. And I said, Okay She says, We're just gonna roll the scene and she said, Don't tell me what it is. I said, I don't know what it is. She said, just roll the scene and we started doing the scene and all of a sudden, you know, I Went into the same boy, have you lost my I was like, Jesus comes in this room. <laughs> <laughs> and, I and I looked and DJ fell on the floor. He <laughs> was laying on the floor. And I, she was like, That's it, he said, that's it, We gotta do it again because I just, she said, That's perfect. So you know, we got to do that where Stanley Rancid, B.J., and once I got the two of them to stop laughing, then we got that you know iconic scene of uh, going after. BJ. And it's going to turn forty. Oh. You know, can you believe know, okay, really? that's a vicious lie put out by you know someone communist Bolsheviks.
4: It's weird. Everybody's getting
6: older, but me. I know. That it's it's a, weird, and me because I'm moisturized. <laughs> How many crossword puzzles did you ever complete instead of the office? I don't think I ever completed one because, you know, when you carry it around, it gets kind of sweaty, so I went through dozens of them, but I never completed one because they start looking kind of mangy after a while. You know, you yeah. fold back a page and fold it back and fold it. and Yeah, but I went through dozens of crossword puzzles. Thank you. Um, the personalities that I saw in the classroom and with some of the other teachers were similar to the personalities that I saw in the office. Which is probably why the show is so successful, is that those personality types will be around you the rest of your life. It never changes. It didn't change then. It's not going to change for you. You heard me here first. (laughs) Have
5: a nice day. Hi, my name is Eva. Um, I just have a quick question for both of you. If you had the personality of the character Jim, who would you bicker with and prank? And you can't say YouTube. <laughs>
4: So, like, if I was going to prank somebody on the show...
5: If you had, yeah, like, if your character had the
0: personality as Jim...
4: And you
5: got to choose. (laughs) And
4: Angela, yeah. I mean, I feel like in my own small way in the corner back there, I tried to torture her at times. Um, But, yeah, she was by far the most aggravating uh, to me. Way more aggravating to me than
6: Dwight. Andy. (laughs) Yeah and he was right there. Phyllis and I, we could take him easy. <laughs>
5: Thank you. Thank you. Hi, my name is Darren. Um, I wanted to know if you guys had taken anything from Seth or
2: like, um, like you know, as, as like a keepsake. <laughs> <laughs> anything to let me know that, yeah. Uh,
6: we took a few things, you know, a few trinkets, whatever you can get about it there. Uh, so
4: I, I have Yeah, so I took my jar of uh, So it, And it was It was, you know, two-thirds full And um, I brought it home And I put it on my desk And a few other things from my desk But they kind of gave us free reign For our general area So I bring it home Six months go by, a year goes by And it was on my, the corner of my desk I was not eating the m And I realized that the M&M's were going down.
1: It was like, it was definitely
4: over half, and now we're like at a third full. I'm like, what's going, and I realized that the only explanation, unless I had somebody breaking into my house, was the woman who cleaned my house every week (laughs) would come in and grab a handful, I'm sure, and and throw them in her mouth, not realizing that they were like 14 years old. (laughs) so I was like, oh my god, this is dangerous, I can't admit this right now, this is, I don't know, she's stealing from me, I guess, but also I'm poisoning her. <laughs> and so I took them and I threw, you know, I threw them away. So I, I have the, the jar on my desk still, but it is empty. <laughs>
0: She kept coming back for him. She kept coming. Well, she
4: clearly didn't know they were poisoning her, but it didn't seem right, right? I, you know. Anyway,
5: thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, so my name is Aaron. Um, I'm from Detroit. And um, the question I have for you guys is: um, the question I have for you guys is, um, all right, so who's, who's your favorite character other than the characters that you guys
6: play? My favorite character in uh, on the show in life. And, oh, in the show. Yeah. Oh, I love me some Phyllis Smith. That's my. <laughs> yeah. um, gosh,
4: it's so hard. I mean, oh
0: <laughs>
4: Look at the
0: comedian.
4: Um, I I mean I think. That in terms of characters, um, other than other than Kevin, because I have to say that I mean Dwight is an amazing character, um, and I, I think that the you know you you're supposed to say, which I think is true by the way, that it's you know it's about the work, and obviously it's about the fans who interact. To me, in my opinion, the greatest travesty in the history of the Emmy Awards, is that Steve Carell did not ever win an Emmy for his performance as Michael Scott. I think, uh, For me, it just goes down as a a fan, I'm speaking as a fan. I think the layers of his performance and what that character did over the seven years that that character was there was unbelievable.
0: I agree with
6: that, thank you. Thank yeah. you. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> what the Emmys? Rigs? <laughs> oh my. He got it done. so it's okay.
3: Hi, my name's Elise, and my question for you is, um, i just blanked. It's okay, go, you can go with Watermelon.
0: Used
4: to this. <laughs> Oranges.
5: Hi fellas, my name's Ricardo. I, do, I wanted to say, before I ask my question, that my favorite part for Stanley is when um, they're trying to hire more people for the warehouse. <laughs> the guy's eating his lunch. Is eating Stanley's lunch. And Stanley's super happy before it. And then he sees things. And he's just mortified like, that was a favorite part. I just want to say that. But I do want to mention one thing for both of you to think about. So we can all agree, if you've watched The Office, obviously, that Andy's little trip with his brother was kind of, you know, it was um, unknown, it wasn't planned. So when Andy went, he was expecting to stay there for a while, but ended up being there for a while. I'm not actually sure how long he stayed exactly. But my point is is that everybody gets angry at Andy for leaving, but I kind of understand, because him and his family, had been kind of distant before that, but that trip with his brother was kind of like the bonding that he needed to get closer to his family. So I've always understand, I've always understood from Andy's perspective, and I don't think enough people do that. I just wanted to get what you guys were thinking about that.
6: Um, The character of Stanley didn't care about Andy's relationship with his brother. He didn't want to be bothered. He just wanted to work his little job, make his little check, and go home. So he would have probably, you know, uh, rejoiced at the fact that Andy was not there. <laughs> and probably really wouldn't have noticed. Uh, Phyllis probably would have had to tell him, you know he's not here, he'd have gone, and yeah. yeah, that would have been <laughs> of so.
4: Um uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to think about that one for a while. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not sure where where Kevin would come down on that. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> thank you. <very laughs> yeah, thanks. You. You.
0: you
3: ready? Yes, I'm ready right now. So my question for you is who is the worst about staying in character?
4: Mindy Kaling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No question. No question. Yeah. (laughs) Mindy Kaling. I don't know that there was a scene that she could stay a character. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Hi, my name's Nate. I'm from Belleville, Michigan. Uh, I just had a quick question for Leslie. Was it more fun to yell at BJ or Michael Scott? That
6: was an interesting one. I think it was more fun to yell at BJ because, you know, with Michael Scott, you know, probably because he didn't fall out laughing when I first did it, you know. um, But it was hard to yell at Michael Scott because Steve Rowe was so funny that to get revved up to find something to yell about, it it was just like, that was hard work. DJ, not so
0: hard.
6: Thank you. Hi
5: guys, my name is Brian. I'm cosplaying as Brian. Um, I would like to know two things. Number one, how many
6: push-ups did you actually do to go home early? Oh gosh. Push-ups, actual ones, um, the top part of my body was in the push-ups, the top part of my body was on a board. Uh, they had made a, you know, a seesaw type thing? Yeah, imagine you're laying on a seesaw and the camera is filming you close up because there was no way, as you know, if you're doing a tape, when you're watching it, you go like, oh, that's like five or six push-ups, but when you're filming it, five or six push-ups ends up being like 135 push-ups. And, uh, this body ain't doing <laughs> 135 push-ups, you know? So um, Matt Song, who's one of the directors, he came up with this ingenious idea. Let's make a, you know, he had two little kids, and he said, ah, we're gonna do like we do with my kids. We're gonna make you like a cheater-topper. And, you know, he had some other people standing on the end and they would step on the end and I would go, um, <laughs> Left and all of that, you know, and it worked. Um, would Stanley have done something like that in real life to get home, home for real early? Yes, he would have, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And then my only other thing was how much would I have to pay for that chili recipe?
5: Priceless. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you.
6: You can tilt that mic down if you need. He's <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. He the dropped the mic. Rockstar from the radio. What did you
0: do with all the meatballs?
6: Uh, <laughs> guess what? You did with all the meatballs. I we ate a lot of meatballs, believe it or not. They were actually good. I think I was in <the> Costco. <laughs>
5: Those are good Thank you. Hi, my name is Noah, and uh, this is a
6: question for Leslie. Um, In Uh did you hate going up the stairs? Did I hate going up the stairs? That little narrow little staircase—it um, was, you know—I had on a wool suit and all of that, and again, um, walking up a flight of stairs. When you're doing it in real life, you're like, okay, I go up the stairs and that's it. When you're filming, you go up the stairs, down the stairs, up the stairs, down the stairs, halfway up the stairs, quarter of the way up the stairs, down the stairs, and you do it over and over and over again. So in answer to your question, by the time I was done, yes, I hated that little flight of stairs. (laughs)
5: I just need to say this. When I was like five, maybe a little bit older, I used to come downstairs when I was supposed to be sleeping and I would watch The Office from behind the couch <laughs> <laughs> then I would get in trouble, obviously, but it's okay. Um, my question for you
0: guys is, if you've seen Parks and Rec, would you, do you guys like The Office more or Parks and Rec? Like, uh, the, well,
6: the, the Office. office. <laughs>
5: That's what she said, Joe.
4: I know, I have one. Uh, on uh, beach, beach Games, which was referenced earlier, um, which I think was the first time, maybe the only time, but we were eating the hot dogs. And, oh man, there are kids here, but basically it was something about taking the buns, and "And wetting them so they'll slide down your gullet and all of us at the table together said that's what she said
6: that was my favorite i don't think i have one so many of them until you know it was a phrase that would break out at any time Perfect. Oh, I got
4: mean, it. The one that made me laugh watching the most was um, when Michael decides that he's going to be good, and Jan and whatever, some muckety muck HR lawyer, I think, is there, and is standing behind him in his <laughs> office and comes out, and Jim <laughs> baits him over and over. It must be so hard. Um, That's what she said. So proud of Um, himself. That makes me laugh the most. All right, thank you.
5: Hi, I'm Chris. Um, I've watched the entire series at least fourteen times. I've only seen Scott's Tots once.
6: What is the most cringe-worthy episode that you guys were either in or have seen? The uh the Yankee swap episodes were always printworthy, especially when uh, you know, somebody would pull out a heartfelt, you know, handmade. Yeah, and then he would get saying like Phyllis when she would It's so nice need this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he just Yeah. So that was those were cranesworthy. Those were fun. I I think for me it's God, Scott Scott's
4: probably. I love it. Um and the other one, which someone told me this morning that they have a debate with a friend about, about which is the most um, dinner parties. <laughs> <laughs> it's just horrifying as well. But those two, Thank you very much. Yeah. All
3: right, we're going to wrap. We're going to have to wrap up here real soon. So we'll take a couple more questions. <coughs> Hi guys, my name is Misty, and my question's for Brian. Um, did you
4: base the voice of Kevin on anyone that you knew, or where did, where did the voice come from? Um, it wasn't based on anyone that I knew. The, the original casting notice for Kevin was, the only thing remarkable about Kevin is that he is remarkably unremarkable. <laughs> um, I think that after nine years, we found that, that to not be true anymore. I think that there was a lot of remarkable things about Kevin. Um, and so as we started with that description, and it changed as the writers, you know, more fully refined what that character was and what he was going to be, and that we were going to be around for 200 plus episodes, um, the character definitely, uh, definitely evolved. Um, I had a really arty, nerdy answer for that question, or that that sort of conundrum as the writer started writing in a way that I didn't originally think that Kevin would behave. And so my nerdy answer, if you ever go back and watch, was at the very beginning, Kevin was very, very nervous of the cameras being there. And as the cameras were there longer and longer, his childlike personality and unique charm was able to come out just a little bit more. So there you go. Thank
3: you. Yeah. Right, this is going to have to be our last question, but they will be available at the table for pictures and autographs and all that. And I, I have one
4: more thing, but go ahead. Well, can. Yeah.
0: Hi, my name is Julie, and I was just wondering,
5: over all the years and all the bosses that you've been here, who is your most favorite and
0: least liked?
1: Huh. Of all my bosses through the years?
0: No,
1: on the office. Oh, on the office. (laughs) Mr. Jones.
4: Oh, yeah. Hey, you that bastard. Um, I, yeah, I, my, me, or, or character?
3: Yeah, I mean character.
6: Uh, Oh, and character? Um, I don't know. My character wouldn't have liked bosses, period. He was, like I said, Stanley was like, eh, whoever you put in there doesn't matter. He's going to be equally non-committal to all of them. in um, just As far as who I liked working with, like what Kathy kind of was, you know, was fun. Just to, um, as an actor, to watch her and her technique and all of that, I found that fascinating, so. Okay, thank you. Thank
3: you.
4: Um all right, yeah I got I got I want I want someone to raise their hand that thinks that they are the biggest office expert here. Who thinks they know more than anything else about the office? Uh, truly you get one shot at this. There's at a one question trivia contest. You Ready? All right, right here just cuz you're close. There you go right here. Step up to the mic, please. There you go. <laughs> I got my one stumper question. Nobody else out there can help, okay? You can play along with your friends, but don't say it loud. Here you go. You ready? Yep. This is for a million fictional dollars. You ready? Yep. say so hey, and, and being able to say that you won this totally rigged contest that means nothing. Here you go. What is Gabe Lewis's middle name Quiet, please, everyone. You have five seconds to answer, sir. Five, four, three, two, stop. Daughter, come. Susan! Susan! That is the answer. Well done. I guess you're right. Your daughter is in the number one office guy. Sorry, everybody. Thank you
1: guys so much. And that is going to do it. I hope you guys liked listening to uh, Nev Campbell and some of the office crew at Comic-Con. And join us for episode 78, Comic-Con part two, where we'll talk about the Sonic Temple Festival, hanging out with Polly Shore, the Foo Fighters, and ending my evening with uh, a nice handshake with Dave Grohl, because, you know, life is normal, right? right it's <laughs> so, so fucked up um that's a fun story i'm excited to share with you guys and that will be episode 78 so follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at beers and 90s that's b-e-e-r-s-a-n-d-9-0-s or you can email me beersand90s at gmail.com and uh stay tuned also the may 31st weekend is a camp anarchy we got our press pass so i will have all sorts of fun information from you there And uh, follow the Instagram page to see some of the pictures that we're going to take there. It's going to be crazy, you guys. It's going to be fucking crazy. Okay.